Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And we're into Stampede down here in Calgary, so it's gone pretty wild. Been been fun. Lots of people going down there. Parade was great. Lots of people down out and about. Down at the rodeo yesterday. Felt bad for some of the people. We were fortunate to sit under some shade. Um, feel sorry for some of the people that ride out in the sun. Seen a few uh Pretty red shoulders <laughs> walking around after um, the little lobsters rolling around there. So uh, if you are out there, make sure you be careful, wear a hat, have the sunscreen, and same goes for your plants. Let's get out this morning. Let's give them some hydration. Some slow, deep watering would be great for them. I know I was out early this morning, watered all the plants, gave them all a good drink before the day got going get them all hydrated so they can handle this heat, especially a lot of your fruit and uh, and your veggie garden and stuff. Give it a good water early in the morning so it can uh, have that moisture, take advantage of all that solar sun that's hitting it like crazy. So, um, yeah, give it some good slow, deep watering right now. And right now we're kind of in the maintenance stage of our garden for the most part, either that or you're just starting to do some landscaping, redoing some things. Or pruning out. Uh, I know I was out with the Prune It Up crew on a fairly large job. Um, Mark was out as well with the crew, and uh, it was awesome. It was just it was a big house that had some big trees, beautiful garden, and uh, it just needed to get uh, reduced. It was everything was growing so nice. And uh, so they went in there and uh, did a bunch of reduction, did some cleaning up. So pretty cool. It was it was great, and very impressed with the printed up team um, working like a like a team. So it was good to see. So good job, guys out there, and uh, good job, Mark, on leading that crew to a, a job well done. I think that was on Thursday, but uh, but right now sort of. And this is the time of year when you do that. You go to your garden, you'll sort of see maybe if you planted something a little too close together. I I did it as well. Planted some, what, uh, the, a couple nine barks, and then I put a hydrangea in between, and they're just a little bit too close. I got to move the hydrangea out about another foot because just already the growth on it, because when you get them first thing in the pots, they're not that big yet. And then all of a sudden, they just, poof, summer hits, you're watering well, things are growing, and uh, just got to give it a little more space. So when you are planting your garden, space it out a little bit more than what you think. Like, it's not going to, when you first plant something, it's not going to look totally full, which you don't want right away. So give it give it a bit of room, give it a little extra room sort of thing. My rule of thumb is you always just a one good step. If you're in a stride, sort of give it a good step when you're spacing a lot of your shrubs and things like that. It really helps uh, space them out a bit. <coughs> Excuse me. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. And uh, what you'd like to do as well at this time of year is fertilize as well. Get on your weekly fertilizer for your plants. And then also pure spray green for if you have any of the vines, like Virginia creeper, Ingleman ivy, things like that. Because they look really good right now. But 
if you don't spray, you're going to get the those dreaded leaf hoppers. So right now, when this heat comes out, this is when they come out. So even if you really don't see them much, I'd get, give them a little spray kind of once a week, maybe every 10 days, something like that. And just to ensure that they don't get taken over. Because once the damage is done, you can't revert it back. You have to cut it all out. And so just be preventative. And I've seen some gorgeous Virginia creepers, things like that. This is the time of year when the, a lot of the bugs will start hitting as well, like the aphids and things like that will get after your nine barks, your honeysuckle. And then even if you're seeing that, just get out with the hose, have the uni nozzle, give it a good spray, and... Uh, and that'll be good. In today's show, we actually, Mel's going to join us. He's calling in from Medicine Hat. He's part of the Horticultural Society down there. So we're going to ask him a couple questions, but he's also going to fill us in on, um, they have a big garden tour down there um, the 16th next weekend. So he's going to fill in uh, some information. So if you want to take a, a tour down to Medicine Hat, which should be kind of fun, um, head down and uh and check it out nice little drive and they do a really good garden tour you and you do see a difference it's kind of amazing even just from calgary to down there like they don't like they don't they can go to the cedars and grow a few more things um it's kind of interesting how just when we're right on that thing when we get those chinooks and things that they get the warm through the winter but not quite the same chinooks and so they're able to grow a few more things than us. Because a lot of people think it's the cold that kills the, off the cedars and things like that. And more so, it's, it's, it is the Chinooks, the winter desiccation. We get those things through there. And uh, it, it's great. And uh, so, anyways, a couple things. Got a few texts already. Um, it says, hi, I bought your lawn fertilizer, but didn't find instructions on how often to apply. Well, typically it should be on the bag, I believe, but typically apply three times a year, spring, summer, um, fall, kind of space it out in that, uh, four to six weeks sort of thing. Um, I, I always go a little bit heavy. If you're just starting to use it, if you give it a right shot right now, what are we, July? And then you can go. Again, sort of mid to end of August. Um, and that should be pretty good for this season, finish you off. And then next spring, you can start out first thing in uh, sort of April, early May, depending on the season. And just don't try to do it all in one passage. I always set my, if it's sort of, if you calculate it on the weight per how many square feet you got, I if, if it works out that you want dial number five or six, I always go down, turn it down to dial three or four, and then just go back and forth and go sideways, crisscross. That way you get really good coverage, I find it. And then that way you're not uh, running out at the end or part of your grass is greener than the other. This way you get really good even coverage. And uh, and right now is a great time to apply the, the lawn fertilizer. Um, so, yeah, green it up, get it nice and... Uh, watered in and if you're already using it you'll still get i check my fertile or my water cycle i do three times a week and it i go 45 minutes three times a week and and it's nice and green like i don't like there's not really any brown spots and it does face south so that kind of works really good 
Um, and once we get through the heat, I'll definitely reduce it again. But I do like to go at least that 45 minutes, gets the water down nice and deep, gets the roots going down, and uh, and that makes all the difference to get it uh, get it nice. Anyways, again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text. I'm going to take a quick break. I think we already got a couple callers. We got a couple texts already. Uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Merle Coombs and Let's Talk Gardening. Talk on FM. QR Calgary. Good morning and welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, your year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And they do got you covered down there. Um, Great day to hit uh, scoop it up. We have a <laughs> that could be taken too, anyways. But that is scoop it up is our ice cream uh, little bistro we got going down at uh, at the garden center. Very popular, and uh, I think we're up to twelve to fourteen flavors of ice cream. And you will notice that our prices are actually very good. I think we're, we're five or six bucks for a double scoop. So you get a good scoop at uh, a very good price. And anyways, I, I tell them, make sure they get a good scoop in the on the old ice cream when you get it. And uh, we will be getting the black licorice again. I'm not sure if, if Jaden has ordered it. Um, we had uh, quite a few requests after I said uh, they didn't have it anymore. <laughs> and then they realized all of us closet licorice people were coming out uh, requesting our our uh, our licorice ice cream so hopefully uh hopefully they got it again i i haven't uh i've only think i've had one ice cream this year i've uh trying to not eat as much ice cream as i as i as i as i'd like to so <laughs> anyways trying to slim down a little bit lose a couple pounds maybe here or there and uh save it for the for the donuts down at the stampede grounds i guess anyways if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Right now, we're going to go right to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. And yourself? Oh, pretty good. It's pretty warm out here. I'm in Schuler, northeast of Medicine Hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, nice and warm down there, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's probably going up to about 34, 35 today. Oof. Yeah, get some, get some shade. <laughs> Yeah, uh, how can yeah, I help well, you? Uh, well, I, I wanted to ask you about pH balances in gardens. Um, yeah. I've got a, a slightly alkaline soil. It's about seven and a half. And uh, I, I've been reading, and uh, most vegetables uh, require uh, like six and a half, uh, yeah. you know, as a, as a maximum. You're slightly high, so not too, too bad. Yeah. So, um, what I was wondering, it, it, like to bring that pH back down again to a slight, uh, to a slightly more acidic level, um, is there any reason why I couldn't use fresh cow manure on it when I this fall? Yeah, you don't want to use that because you'll burn. Like it'll do way more harm than good. Um, okay. It's just too much. It's way too rich. It needs to be aged at least a year to two years to be safe, especially if you're using good farm fresh <laughs> manure. Okay. Um, I've seen more damage done with it when they put it on. Like if you're putting it on ripe, um, yeah, it can, it can just burn everything too. So okay, 
I would just oh. add, even if you just added like sea soil, something like that, um, you could add, uh, yeah, uh, like you're not too far off. I think if you just add a little bit more organic material in there, I think okay. it, that'll bring it back down into, <clears throat> into play. And then anytime you're adding that kind of thing or just a good organic compost, if it's in your veggie thing, something like that, um, I think you'll be, you'll be way better off. Okay. Okay. And then save your manure, like like if you have it piled up, let it age, do its thing, um, and then you can add it and uh, appropriately at that time. Just yeah, some of these are organic. Just like when I hear people say, oh, "I'm going to use vinegar or certain things," um, but you got to be very careful with some of these things too, right? Um, yeah, because they they can cause a lot more harm than good. So. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the last question I have for you is um, I have towering poplars in my yard and okay. uh, they're just young, you know, but because it's so hot and dry around here, they're not super tall, uh, you know, maybe 20, 25 feet after about eight years of growth. Okay. And um, uh, this year, one of them did not leaf out properly. So I grabbed my Rage Plus and I threw it on there and um, the uh, the top spire is still dead looking but it did bring out some growth at the bottom what i'm uh wondering is uh, uh should i cut off that top spire yeah i think i would either or have you given it a couple good deep waterings too because that's some of those when they get taller like that and then when they go into fall going in their dry mm -hmm. um sometimes if it's a little bit too dry in the fall they don't have enough moisture in the spring to to foliate all the way to the top so that's when we, sometimes we see some of that on the aspens or the tower poplars will do that to us. Okay. Um, it's good you hit it with the Rage Plus, but I'd also maybe just give it a bit and maybe just give it a good shot, at like a really good deep watering, slow deep watering, get some moisture down in there. Because if okay. it did pop, but other than that, yeah, you'll probably have to get that pruned out. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I, I can leave it for this year, but next year if it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd wait, I'd wait till fall. But I, I think I would do it like if it doesn't come out by August. I think I would just cut it out, and then okay. that way it could start healing before winter, and and uh, and that, and it's much better that way. Okay. All right. All right then. Thank you very much. All right, Ken. Thanks okay. for calling. Appreciate yep. it. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, again, just uh, I've seen a bit of that, and and we see it in some of the birch, the larger um, aspens, and some of the green ash. But that's just again what we call about, um, and we talk about the fall watering. That's when it's really important to do that uh, as well, because it's uh, it's it's so dry here sometimes in the winter, and then the and when they go to bed early like that, and they go to bed dry. And as those trees get larger, they just don't have enough moisture to foliate all the way to the top. And then that causes uh, the defoliation. It's just Mother Nature's natural way of uh, protecting itself. It sort of gets some of it dormant. It won't leaf out everything. It'll only leaf out what it has enough energy to do. So anyways, good fall watering, good deep watering in the spring, super important. And, uh, and then try and get the healthy trees. Again, we're still seeing lots of the cinch bug. Um, again, we do have the nematodes down at the store. Um, what I do is give those areas really good rake. I do a little extra deep watering because they do love the, the dry, um, the dryness and it, it, cause it's just that perfect conditions and they, they get in there. 
Um, so give those areas good deep watering, good raking before. Um, there is a couple companies out that are spraying for it. Um, we do have the nematodes that you can apply to those areas to get it. Um, but yeah, it, it can be nasty and it spreads through our lawn quite easily. So um, you want to get that looked after as, as best we can. Let's go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Hi, how can we help you? Good. I sent you three pictures of my hydrangeas and I've never had them before and I really don't know what to do with them and when to cut the bloom off. Okay. And um, I'm going to see uh, Lynn. I just don't two peonies. No, I don't uh, I don't see your picture yet for some oh, reason. Okay. Well, when do um, I so, blooms off? Uh, really, they, they, they should bloom most of the summer. And this sort of when they turn brown, I leave them all winter long. Um, okay. And then I cut everything back in the spring. Okay. Now, these are in Do you pots. know what variety you got? No, I have no idea. They're a pink one. Okay. Okay. They, I, I hope they're the hardy ones. Um, I'm not sure. There was a sticker saying H.I. Mountain. H.I. Mountain hydrangea. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure of that variety. I'm just going to give it a quick Google and see uh, if what comes up. Because um, did you get it at a box store or a garden center? Yeah, I got it at a box store. Yeah, okay. Yeah, those are just annuals. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, plant it. Um, yeah, it's zone nine. So if you lived in Florida or you take it down to your Florida home, it'll do awesome. <laughs> but I, I live in Sundry, so it's a little far from Florida. Well, Sundry, Florida, pretty close, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, unfortunately, but they make great annuals. So that that's oh. awesome. Just enjoy it. Put it. I'd I'd transplant it into a bigger pot. And then as okay. the blooms start looking a little bit frail, they'll kind of maybe go brown on you a bit as it yes. goes. Just deadhead those. Don't let them go totally brown. Just when they start looking a bit yucky, okay. prune them off. And then it'll, it'll keep sending more out. They like to be fed 30-10-10. 30-10-10, that was my next question. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. Um, feed them that. But enjoy them through the summer. They'll look great on the patio. Lots of sun. They like the sun hot. So right. just get them out in the sun, lots of water. But I'd probably okay. transplant them into a bigger pot if they, if they're in the regular um, pot that they came in from the store. Yeah, they're in a ten-inch pot. Okay, that's a good. That's a decent size. Just ensure that you water it really well and uh, okay. and continue to fertilize through the summer and enjoy that little hydrangea. Okay, thank you very much. All right, take care, Lynn. Have, Have a good day. one. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. All right, and if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line, and we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and uh, beautiful Sunday. It's going to be smoking hot, so get out there, get some... Uh, water onto the plants now before it gets too warm and ensure that you have lots of sunscreen have the shade on 
perfect day to wear a cowboy hat, keeps the sun off the old noggin, feeling good, and uh, yeah, enjoy the day. I went to uh, took the family. We went to a pitbull concert and uh, on Friday night. It was pretty crazy. It was fun. It was uh, yeah. I don't know if you know who Pitbull. Um, very good, very good concert. Had lots of fun. Anyways, uh, back to gardening. It's sad to say that because it is. It was one of those ones where there was all kinds of people. There was lots of old people, young people, um, people that dress up in these little bald uh, caps that they put on their head. <laughs> they dress up like Pitbull. I don't know. It was pretty fun. Anyways, good messaging from him as well. Just about, uh, yeah, looking after yourself and all that good stuff. So, anyways, you got to pay attention once in a while to that kind of thing. It's it's good for you. Anyways, let's go to Gail. Good morning, Gail. Hi, good morning. Hi, Gail. How can we help you? Well, I want to know how to get rid of the quack grass that's slowly taking over my lawn. The main thing is, do you fertilize your grass? Yep. Okay, what type of fertilizer are you using? I don't know, because I have uh, people that come and do it, do my lawn okay. for me. Okay, what I'd recommend, unfortunately, quack grass, it, it is an invasive, but if you get your bluegrass healthy, it'll actually start choking it out. Um, so other than that, it, it, you can cut it out, but some of the best ways is, unfortunately, you just got to spray, like, if there's certain spots on it, you can go over top of it like with a pipe, spray those spots with Roundup and let just the quack grass die. But more importantly too is, I know again, that's part of the reason why I created our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer. Mm-hmm. It it gets the roots nice and deep because bluegrass when it's healthy, which is t- Kentucky bluegrass, is that typically what most of the sod is made up of in Calgary here that and a blend of fescues mm-hmm. they're very invasive so they will choke out weeds they'll choke out quack grass and that as long as you get it nice and healthy so that's quack grass is a tough one it's uh when it gets going so really the only way and don't try and if you're just digging out little parts of it sometimes you make it worse yeah, because every time you break the roots mm-hmm. or same if it's in the flower bed you're better to just give it a little spray around up let it die um, because the more you dig it, almost you create more quack grass. So yeah, right. It's another it's a tough thing one. I've got going here. My cotone aster, which I've had a long time, um, it's in the rockery and it's been cut back to a little bush type thing. And this year, the leaves came out and they're all shriveled, like little. Yeah, you probably got scale. Does it kind of look like it's dying, sort of throat little patches and stuff? Well, the whole thing, all the branches that came out, yeah. and I, <laughs> it is so, a scale. Yeah, and it just sucks all the juices from the inside out. It's kind of, it's, it's really bad in Calgary area right now in sort of southern Alberta. It's sort of, it's it's just, it's an old variety and the and the scale got into them. And then it's something that you really don't see until you see all the damage. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is rejuvenate it. It needs to get cut right down to the ground. Okay. Um, do a really good cleanup, fertilize and it'll grow back up like crazy and if you if you need uh, uh someone to do it you can give our guys at prune it up a call you can mark a shout mm-hmm. he can come give you a quote he does free estimate so okay yeah that's really the only way to do it or you try and cut it out but it is better 
because then that way all the energy goes to new growth you're not mm -hmm. you're not dealing with um little patches okay that sounds good. all right i kind of thought i'd should cut it down so now i know okay thank yeah, you yeah it's just called rejuvenation and mm -hmm. and shrubs need that like potentillas spireas nine barks a lot of the shrubs in our yards that kind of start looking a little bit ratty like potentillas are one of my favorite ones too because they they respond so well you, mm -hmm. you prune them back you trim them and it's amazing what they they just respond so well to that oh great okay thanks a lot all right take okay. care right bye-bye bye-bye all right I'm gonna go to down all the way to Medicine Hat. We're gonna chat with Mel. Good morning, Mel. Good morning, Merle. How you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. And yourself? Doing awesome. And uh, I seen your friend John Voss yesterday down at the rodeo. So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, um, good to good to hear your your text this morning. Um, you guys have your annual garden tour coming up so how do, let me let us know how that all works and maybe we can get a few calgarians come down and check it out well actually we've been pretty blessed to have some calgarians actually hear the uh our interview in, in past years and they have made the road trip down to the southeast corner here and uh, and actually we got positive feedback from them after they had uh, been here so our and, and we tour, as well get a lot of people from Medicine Hat, Lethbridge area that come up to the garden center, and uh, they always say hi and stuff. So it's it's great uh, that they travel up to say hi. So it's what it's about a, an hour and a half to Medicine Hat, two hours. It's actually two and a half from Calgary. Okay. Uh, to Medicine Hat, and uh, okay, I'm going to slow down next time I go. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, most people take three hours, so. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, uh, okay, I'm going to slow down. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, just kidding. Um, so so how does it work? So if someone wants to buy tickets or how, how, how does it work? Yes. Actually, what uh, they can do is they can buy their tickets. And if they're out of town, uh, they can go onto our website, madhadhort.ca and they're sort of they can send us a link and we just or send us a message and we will connect with them in terms of getting them getting them tickets we do have a cr uh, group that are coming from um lethbridge to the garden tour they have already made contact with us and so we just we we make every accommodation in terms of of people out of town guests who want to come you know to see the gardens that we have. Locally, people can go to one of four uh, places uh, to purchase their tickets, and they're pretty convenient. Um, two, uh, three are in Medicine Hat, and one is in Redcliffe, and uh, strategically located throughout the city, so that is uh, the way it works. And it's actually a self-guided tour, so you can begin at any one of the eight gardens. We have seven gardens in Medicine Hat and one in the neighboring hamlet, which is about three kilometers away of, of uh, Dunmore. Okay, so how many gardens are are part of the tour? Eight. We have eight. eight. And, they, and they're scattered throughout the city. And so when a person buys a ticket, they actually get a list of the 
list of the gardens with the names and addresses of the homeowners and then they just plan their route you know they can yeah. they can start in southridge or they can start in dunmore or they can start up on the hill wherever you know whatever is convenient you know whatever is convenient for them wherever they want to start and finish they can do as many of the gardens as they want if they want to do all eight fantastic we like to see that but uh, sometimes some you know some may be slower and may not see all the gardens yeah. no no and that's where the have... self-guided is great like if you like to go a little quicker if you're a little bit slower mm-hmm. go at your own pace and if you want to stop yeah. and grab a bite in between or whatever and so what time does it start it starts sunday at noon and it okay. goes until five o'clock okay so you got lots of time to, to hit all of them at that time um yes okay cool and what does it cost costs ten dollars per person Okay, so that's very reasonable, and uh, so yeah, that's that's great. We have an and what is there any prices. sort of, uh, and has the growing season been pretty good down there so far? Well, you know what, the growing season has been good, but we need rain desperately. You know, yeah. and where you have been getting rain, we have absolutely been getting nothing, and so it is extremely dry and. and I think um, the fact that the gardens look as good as they do is due to the watering that the uh, homeowners are putting on the gardens. Yeah. Um, you know, every time every time we hear on the forecast, there is a chance of rain. You know, and I think the, our our news guy at a local station here said it best the other day. He says, "I've been saying it all week. There's a 30% chance of rain and uh, perhaps a thunderstorm." But let's be realistic. There's a 70% chance that it won't rain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and we get the 70%, you know. I mean, this week looks like there's a couple of days that it's 60 to 70% chance of rain. Maybe we will get some as long as we don't get, you know, as long as we don't get hail to, you know, to damage the gardens either. So that's the other fear. Okay. No, that... uh... And, and it is right. The moisture is, uh, w- which is a hindrance. But it's always pretty dry um, in the Medicine Hat area, kind of getting into the some of the deserty spots and things yeah, like that. So arid, you guys yeah. are used to dealing with it, but it's probably definitely a little drier this year so far. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Mel, and uh, I appreciate you calling in. And how many? Just a quick thing on the Medicine Hat thing. How many members down there? We have about 150 members. Oh, wow. And it, it's quite an old club, too. I remember I came down there a few years ago yes. and yes. did a little chat with you guys. Um, it's it's quite an old, established club. It is. It is. And But we're always, you know, we're always looking for new members and uh, new people to join. And we seem to get a lot of new people, you know, that do join. And some of our older members uh, stop gardening and... and uh, and then drop their membership and things like that. But, you know, the nice part about being a member is that, you know, they can access the discounts at, you know, at various garden centers of which Spruce It Up is one of them. So Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, and that's one thing about gardeners. They always like to share the knowledge and things like that. So 
it's invaluable uh, um, to be part of a group like that because you can always learn something. Like so that that's great. Well, thanks, Mel. Thanks for calling in, and uh, hope all goes super well next weekend. And uh, have a great summer. Thank you, and you as well. Thank you for having all right. us. All right. Thanks, Bye. Mel. And Mel's with the Medicine That Hort Society, and they have their garden tour going on next Saturday, July 16th. And uh, so get down and enjoy it. Or is it Sunday? I don't know. Whatever. July 16th from noon till 5. So hope hope to get down and uh, enjoy that. And actually, yeah, it is Sunday because it's the same day as this. And we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons, and we're going to go right to the phone line. We're going to go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How can we help Good. you? Surprised her so up with the concert last night. What's going on? <laughs> oh, you know, well, that was Friday, but... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm always one of those ones. I've always been that way. Is uh, if you if you out and you play, you always pay. Get up early, get going. Um, I just find it makes you feel way better than uh, than dragging your butt around. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I think I think sure a while ago I have some um, plum tomatoes and or cherry okay. tomatoes, I believe, and um, yep. I got lots of brown leaves and stuff on them. And not sure what how to treat it or if it's just I like two if, tomatoes. If it's brown and, leaves, is it more the ends and that are going brown on you, Ryan? Or uh, yeah, and also I like all this big like weed side thing too, um, which I keep taking off, but they keep kind of coming in bunches. So. Um, and in terms of the tomatoes themselves, I have a lot of tomatoes on there. They're all green except for two of them. And I've okay. had this plant for about a month or so. Okay. Yeah, the, and they take a bit to, to turn. So when they just start turning the color, when they start turning a bit yellow, is sort of getting into the red color. Um, you can pick them off at that time or leave them on there and, and they'll start ripening for you. I would just keep cutting off any of the brown, but that also tells me you're maybe letting it dry out a bit in between watering. So, okay. Or, or do you fertilize them, Ryan? Uh, I fertilize them since I got them. Yeah, I forgot the number I used. Um, my okay. mom actually did it for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, just ensure that you fertilize them right after you, um, right after you water, because um, you just don't want to fertilize a dry plant. Um, tomatoes, okay. they show things like that really easily. So if they dry out a bit, you'll get the brown on the leaves. Or if you fertilize, if it's a bit dry, um, they'll they'll show a bit of burn on their leaves. So just ensure that you you fertilize really good after you after you've watered them. But any of that stuff, because tomatoes are such fast growers, I would just cut any of that brown stuff off, thin them out. And I had another text earlier asking about pruning tomatoes. Um, a lot of people do like they like to in between where your branches are. You'll get that little third leaf that comes out in between a lot of the leaves. They look like little sprouts coming up. Um, some people like to pick those out. I've never really done a ton of that, but you can definitely thin them out if you get a branch that goes a bit wonky on you. Just just prune it back because they they're such fast growing plants that um, sometimes if they have too much foliage, all the energy is going to that, and you want to get it to 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 producing more fruit and ensure that you're feeding them with a good tomato food. And if you're growing the larger like Roma or any of the beef steaks, 
try and make sure you have a calcium supplement in there as well. Like you're growing the cherry tomatoes, Ryan, so you'll be you don't need the calcium. But if you get the larger ones, you'll get that blossom end rot without the calcium supplements in them. So. Okay, so it's, yeah, there's no concern, even if there's two of them red or whatever. Yeah, just prune them off and uh, continue to do it. Tomatoes, like I said, they're such fast-growing plants, and uh, they can recover from that stuff really quick. And if you get a bit of a brown leaf here or there, um, just cut those off, and you'll be good to go. Okay, I have one more question. Um, I have a monster plant, and um, it got pretty burnt one time, so I cut the top off. What yeah. if I, and it hasn't come back? Do I should I cut the whole um, should I cut the whole branch off, or will it eventually come back? Or um, I would if if I would is it like is it just the leaf? You just cut the end of the leaf, like it won't grow another leaf from that stem. So yeah, you take that, take stem. it right down to yeah, okay. take it right down. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thanks so much. Alrighty. All right. Enjoy take care. Concert. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. All right. I think what time at fifty. Um, Renee says I can go to 52, so I'll go to one more quick one. Let's go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning down there. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. You? Good. Sounds great. Yeah. No, it's, it's been good. Good stampede so far. Lots of fun. And um, when's your breakfast going to be? Uh, actually, we, we, we didn't, we haven't done, we're not doing it this year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And did you get my birthday wishes to you last week? Uh, yeah. Well, we did say happy birthday to you if you were listening, but happy birthday. No, we uh, something, uh, we had uh, some visitors. Yeah, you're probably out partying or something. Yeah, and they kind of get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, How can I help you today? Yeah. My tomato plants. I have some side by each, and some have uh, one of the plants has got the uh, curling leaves on it, but the other one hasn't. Okay, I would just pull those off, and usually it's just a bit of sign of a bit of inconsistent watering, or uh, you're just better to pull them. We're seeing lots of the leaf curl on a lot of tomatoes, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of it, it's just, it's just from a little bit of like inconsistent watering. So maybe they got a little bit too dry, especially in some of the heat we've had. And so just ensure that you just try and keep them a little bit more evenly moist, but not wet all the time. And when you do water more, water them nice and thoroughly. In the morning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, can I use, uh, your pure, pure, pure yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Green. Absolutely. And my, uh, potatoes. Uh, yeah, what do you got on them? I don't know. They, some of them, uh, they look I, like they're darn near transparent. Yeah, okay, so depending on what it is, they probably had some leaf hoppers or go through there, or um, maybe some of the, the the little worm that makes the leaf curl, and they eat it from the inside out. You can have a look at that. Maybe see what's in there first, John, before you spray, if you can see if you can find the bug. Oh, okay. And I, if my, not just the tomato or my potato plant, they are down near two feet. Oh wow, that's a lot. So that's good. So you'll start seeing potatoes probably already pretty soon, eh? Have you harvested any yet? Or uh, I'm going to dig down there and see. 
Okay. Yeah, because I wouldn't I wouldn't start spraying a whole lot. Like if your potatoes are going, same thing. Like I would just cut off some of those leaves that aren't looking great, and then oh, just let okay. it continue to grow because they they're gonna get things. They we get our we get the odd little heavy rainstorm that gets through, a little bit of hail, a little bit of this, a couple bugs go through. Like we we're not a city of perfect foliage. We're not. So, oh, <laughs> hard to believe, eh? Yeah, like, yeah. Between our windstorms, pouring rain, the odd hail, the odd bugs that go through, it's hard to get that perfect foliage in Calgary. So okay, I'm going Alrighty. to give you the credit for the city now using those. Is it a hippo bag? Those, yeah, I hope so. I've been I've been harping bags? on. Yeah, I've been harping on quite a bit. It's nice to see, and I have seen them doing a lot more of that. And especially in the new communities, it, it's good. They're they're getting some better practices, and I and I am very happy to see that because I, I want to see a nice tree canopy throughout our city. So, thirty seven streets, seeing that they've uh, kind of revamped a lot of that. All of the new trees they put in, they all have hippo bags. So, awesome. All right, John. Well, I gotta go. That, Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, John. I gotta have a go. Great one. You too. Uh, you're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and we're going to just do a couple quick texts. And uh, I got one, um, just an interesting picture. And uh, it was a, and a tomato plant in a pot that's kind of all shriveled up. Unfortunately, I'm not 100% sure what went wrong. To me, it looks like it possibly dried out. I would cut a bunch of those dead branches off, um, give it some fertilizer, ensure that you're watering it well, and uh, and hopefully maybe we can revive it as you do have a lot of tomatoes on there. And so let's try and uh, salvage that. So just cut off all those dead branches, dead leaves, um, and that will make a difference. And hopefully to that, we hopefully we can get it uh, for get it uh, back up to back up the snuff. Okay, and what else do we got here? Um, when you fertilize your trees, does it help keep aphids away? Actually, not really. No, um, unfortunately, aphids love they come into a tree when a tree is putting out that all that nice new growth. But a good healthy tree that has been fertilized and watered well can sustain and live through um, aphid attacks and things like that. So if you can reach up, um, aphids are fairly easy to get rid of. Um, two or three sprays sort of once every five days, three times, pure spray green or permethrin. We have a couple of the different, um, the bug X products that will get rid of them as well. Um, uni nozzle, get out there with your hose, just hose them off if you can reach as well. In between sprays that definitely makes a big difference on that as well um aphids were the same thing like when i talk about calgary and the things that we do we definitely see um the le leaves and the things that that unfortunately um it's it's hard we get a very fast growing um highly fast-paced growing cycle in two or three months so we got to be prepared but for the good the bad and the and the ugly. So we're going to take a quick break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and 
You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Kathleen. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Merle. How are you today? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Well, you were talking about windstorms with a previous caller, and we just yeah. moved recently to Saskatchewan here, and we had the same problem on July 1st. We had a really bad windstorm, and I've never seen the trees bend so much. We have a number of evergreen trees on our property, and the branches were fine, but then over the course of the next few days as we're going around, I'm finding what I think is the leaders. Now, these are good, like, over-a-foot-tall leaders just lying on the ground. So I was wondering, like, has that now scented the tree like will they grow again after that oh yeah they'll be fine um so what that is probably because the new growth is nice and long and it's still soft so they snap pretty easily mm -hmm. um so as long as it's there actually and it, this ash could benefit in some ways because in a lot of those ones where it, where they break off what it'll do is it'll create a nice thicker tree is it off the top like is the leader on the top still there like it is it nice no like upward? The, this is the very top part like you said that nice light green new growth yeah and that they they will snap off in the in the wind um if it's not down to the bigger part of it it'll probably be fine like i said it'll just thicken them up because uh, a lot of the pruning guys at this time of year, when we have the new growth, this is when we're, we will go through and thicken up some of our spruce trees and, and things of that. You sort of clip those. And when I've talked before about mugo pines, you know, when they get the big fingers sticking up, we yeah. always break those in half. And that this helps thicken the tree up. So that's, okay, well, that's, that's yeah. actually a really good thing because it is sort of a privacy shield on both sides. So I actually wouldn't mind that. Yeah. And... And just take a look inside, and it might need to get thinned out a bit. Every like, it's amazing what it does to a spruce tree if you can get up inside it all the way up and just remove all the dead wood, because then it just lets the airflow becomes way healthier, and it'll it'll help thicken it up as well. So, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, you no, know, you should be okay. fine. Just ensure that those are getting some good water, um, especially through this summertime. It's been dry on them, so yeah, and, for sure. Is this like in a shelter belt or? Yeah, it is kind of like it, it's along both sides of the property to separate it oh, nice. from the neighbors. So yeah. Um, what's underneath it? Is it just is there bark mulch or just sort of thin grass or? Oh, natural. Just kind of like yeah. it looks like a forest when you walk through there because on one oh, nice. side it's it's three rows, on on the other side it's just one side. So there's okay. a little bit of lawn going underneath, but just natural, and then the neighbors turf. <laughs> Yeah. So another thing, if you ever, if you, if something you want to add to it ever, is uh, just add a, like a three or four inches of bark mulch underneath there. It just helps keep the moisture down. Sort of helps recreate that forest floor. Spruce trees love that. And then that okay. way you're not trying to mow underneath or anything like that. So, but okay. that's uh, that sounds great. Good luck. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, Kathleen. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, and and I have seen a fair bit of that myself because I have some bigger spruce trees in our yard and uh, noticed uh, um, the odd green branch down on the ground that the wind snapped off as well. So, anyways, part of part of what happens. Let's go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hello there. 
I'm having a hard time hearing on the phone. Keep cutting out. I don't know if it's my phone or what's happening here. But uh, all right. Well, I hear, I hear you good now, there, Brian. How can I help okay, you? Okay. What my question is, uh, I sprayed uh, Roundup around a lot of the little trees that I planted, and yep. it's killed the grass within a usually a two foot radius or so. Okay. And I've got some. What this stuff called here? Excuse me while I kind of walk out the door here. No worries. It's called. Uh, was it weed barrier, woven okay. landscape fabric? Yeah. Now, if I put that down, will, will that keep the weeds at bay? But will it allow water to get through? Yeah. If it is, if it's a good weed barrier, yes, it does. And what are you gonna? What type of trees are they? Uh, I got a lot of spruce trees. Uh, Yes, if, if you want to put bark mulch down, or if you just want to have fabric, and that that's fine as well. That will help keep the weeds down. But around your spruce, I would just recommend putting bark mulch around them, like all the way around to the outside of the branches. Put okay. two or three inches of bark mulch right over top of that dead grass, and it'll it'll weave itself together, create its own barrier, and then then some of those you don't need the the landscape fabric. That's called bark mulch. Yeah. Yeah, just shredded okay. mulch, not the chunks. If you want to do the chunks or gravel, you'll need to put the fabric underneath. But if you get the Foothills Premium, like the the mulch itself, it weaves itself together, creates its own weed barrier, and still so lets I don't the water need through to nicely. Spread it like right underneath the uh, yeah, go the right underneath or it. anything then, eh? Yeah, no, just go right underneath the tree, right up to the trunk. Um, oh, okay. Couple All inches right. deep and go right out to the end of the branches so that way you're not hitting the branches with the mowing and you're good to go. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, what's happening here is uh, when it seems that any little piece of open dirt that appears, I ain't sure what these weeds are, but they're extremely pro prolific. Somebody called them wagon wheels or something. I don't know what their oh, okay. actual name is, but. Uh, they just come up everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know it. It is the season right now for for weeds to pop up. So, yeah. um, time to I get. Well, you're on the right track. You've done the right thing for your spruce trees. Get some bark mulch underneath there. Um, that will help hold the moisture, and uh, it'll be perfect for them. Oh yeah. And uh, last year, uh, when you were talking about uh, mice eating your plants in the snow there and a few of mine got totally devastated so uh i cut them off short but these all seem to come they're willows right oh yeah they seem okay. to come back and uh yeah so it won't I tried, be a tree uh, it'll be a big shrub which is okay <laughs> okay so i guess i'll have to get so i got a bunch of tin here it's about i don't know six or eight inch wide yeah, I'll make a bunch of little pieces to slip around the plant so I can't get at it anymore. Yeah, for the winter time. Yeah, another thing is put a few of those mouse poison traps around. Um, that helps. But yeah, no, they're underneath that snow. They they have free will at your tree. So. Well, I went out there after you said it, and I, I just about had a heart attack digging some of that snow. It was so deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from the plants and. The, yeah, and all and the, the ones I dug away from there. seem to be okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Well, yeah. thanks, Brian. Okay. Thanks for the uh, tip there. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. Bye. 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 All right. And 
I'm going to go to Krista. Good morning, Krista. Hi, good morning. How are you? Doing great. How can I help you? We have a greenhouse and we've got some cucumber plants, well, all of them in there that are suffering. I sent you a picture of what the leaves are doing on the text line. Okay. So we've got the bush pickle cucumber and then we've just got some other just generic longer cucumbers. And the cucumbers that are forming right now, they're round and yellow. They're not okay. long and slender. And the leaves are yellow and they're drying oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I see what you got here. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like you've had some aphids on there and some... I would just cut, and you have a bit of a fungus. You're getting a bit too much water on the leaves, like powdery mildew on there as well, and there's leaf liner. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, I would just cut all those brown leaves off. Okay. And I can see on the, some of the ones below that you do have a leaf miner in there. And so I oh, wouldn't use okay. uh, any systemic or anything on them, obviously, because it's a it's a fruit, right? And you're and you and you want to be able to eat it. So I would just clean those off. You couldn't get some pure spray green because it okay. will also help with the powdery mildew as well. Okay. Yeah, um, I but heard those leaves once, once they're done, I would just cut them off. They're done. Okay. I heard once that baking soda mixed with water sprayed on the leaves could help the mildew. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never tried that, okay. and okay. I've seen, we'll and like some... I mentioned earlier, I've I've had some people like even with compost, like manure or vinegar for weeds. Like sometimes these home concoctions, mm -hmm. um, like there's a guy in Seattle who sprays Coca Cola on everything and says that it's the best. So, <laughs> like I, I I don't like yeah. There's not enough tests, okay. and I don't want to tell you to spray Coca Cola on your plants. Right, right, but, okay. We'll get some um, pure spray green and try that out and then just Yeah, cut and those. then just prune off any of those dead stuff. Um okay. and just watch when you water, try and water from underneath. Any Perfect. of the hairier okay. leaf plants like cucumbers, zucchinis, any of them that have those big foliage, yeah. um, and they have a little bit of hairs on them, that holds the mm -hmm. moisture in there and mm -hmm. it's a perfect breeding ground because it's shady and it's a perfect breeding grounds for the powdery mildew. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much for your help. You're very welcome. And just okay, continue. Bye. Make sure you yep. feed those well. Um, fifteen thirty fifteen, high middle number, okay. and yep. uh, you should be good to go. Okay, thank you very much. All right, take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to. Let's talk gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, your year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we got uh, quite a few calls on the line. So I'm going to go to the phone lines. And I'm trying to do all the text as well. Um, so. I did have someone else text about a Tony Aster hedge. Um, if you get, if sort of the rule of thumb, if your sign's kind of seeing like 25% or more um, dead spots or thinning out and the hedge ain't looking great, a lot of times it's better just to prune it right down to the ground, let it get rejuvenated, get the good growth, do a really good cleanup, great time to fertilize, um, re-edge it at that time. 
maybe add some bark mulch just to keep the weeds down. But it's a good time to revigorate, rejuvenate that hedge and uh, and definitely help. And then you'll have a great looking hedge for years to come. And any of those, um, our team at Prune It Up will do free quotes for you. So if, you, if you're not too sure and you want someone to have a look at it, um, we can do a quote for you and uh, get you an estimate on what it would cost to get it looked after. But let's go to the phone line and we're going to go to Scott. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Merle. I got a couple How of can questions I help you? for you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's, let's start with a tree. I got a, a uh, Evan sour cherry. Okay. And I've had a maybe four or five year. First, the first year after the planting season before, I, I had a decent crop. Second year, it went to a handful, and this year I'm seeing the uh, the development. And it's very few. Do I have to have another tree in the vicinity for cross pollination, or is it self pollinating? Yeah, most of the cherries are self-pollinating. Okay, so what would you account for that? Now, I, I do 15, 30, 15 liquid fertilizer on a yeah, regular basis. Okay, and did you get lots of blooms this spring? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, one one problem with the cherries is the, and a lot of the birds love them. Yeah. So, yeah. so some of it could have been taken out earlier, like even when they just start coming out just really small. Yeah. The fruit, the birds love getting on there. So I've seen that as well. It just seems pretty sparse, like for the amount of flowers that you've seen, the fruit just seems pretty yeah, that's light. Right. Yeah, so it could be, the, I guess that's the downsides of redoing your backyard and you get all the shrubs and trees in and it invites the environment for birds. And of course there's the downside of them picking off the fruit. Right? Yeah, and they love cherries. Like we get them, like when we get, like even in the store, like right now we have quite a few cherries, trees in the store with the bright red cherries on them. Yeah. And man, the birds love them. Like they coming in, and which which is good as well. So it's kind of <laughs> you get to share. We do sell the bird netting that you can put over top of your um, yes. cherry oh, trees no, and things I'm like that. I'm aware of that, but I didn't think I would need it. But maybe I have to look at that lease experiment with that. Yeah, and see that what could be. Um, and did you get hit by man, maybe any of the hail or any of the no. the rainstorms that we had? No, I, I, no, that that was Locked good. Lucked out on that. Yeah, we've been fortunate in the south as well. And knock on wood. I'll, I'll um, have to I'll have to look on that. Now another problem I have in the front. I have um, European cranberry. That's a, a sm smaller shrub, and I got them intertwined with uh, pink lady slipper shrubs, flowering shrubs. And I got something eating them, and I'm thinking if it's caterpillars, it must be at night because I don't see anything during the day. And my my question to you is: There's something I can plant in there and might not be so susceptible to pests that has the look of a, a you know a, a small green shrub only that I could put um, in there in place of. Some of the nine barks are really quite well, and they get lots of leaves. They're not as big. Um, hydrangeas, you will get that, but you get so many beautiful leaves. Like I love the, you get lots of sun. Uh, this is east facing. Okay, east facing. So you could do the Annabelle hydrangea. Yeah, I got um, I got those out in the front now. But I need something lower than that. I need something like it's only a foot tall off the soil. Okay, the Calgary boxwoods would be good. Um, the barberry, the Concord barberry is another nice one. It stays nice and low, nice compact globe shape. Um, those are some of my favorite. Uh, hostas would do great on that side as well, but they do like to get eaten a little bit, depending on if you get slugs and that. But they don't mind that east side. Right. Yeah. Tell me, Come take a walk through the through the perennial lot right now. We have so many great perennials in that range. Um, like, and honestly, our tree lot, like, like we, 
we have such a great selection of plants right now. It's unbelievable. So um, Terry's done a phenomenal job on bringing. That. I've had a few people come through that haven't been there for a couple of years, yeah. and they're just saying, "Man, your your selection and the varieties are phenomenal." He, he's just trying to get a few different things that you don't always see. Yeah. So. Oh, I can uh, attest stuff to that. that is very I can hardy. attest to that for the times I've been down there. I'll tell you what, you know, <laughs> this is kind of a dumb, dumb move on my part. I plan in, by your suggestion, nine bark Diablo along one side of my deck. And yeah. they're really coming. They come out with that white flower. And I thought, okay. Yeah. And then they went brown. I think, okay, now I know you're supposed to clip off those flowers. And then you get, you know, it yeah. starts to reproduce again. But I didn't realize it's a third stage and it goes red. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I yeah. just lost all those red flowers because I was cutting them off thinking they were dead when they went from white to brown. Yeah, they kind of go white brown, and then they kind of get a red tinge to them. Yeah. And, and they go so quick that, yeah, you, you have to be out there if you're trying to deadhead. Yeah, but really, they grow right through their blooms and they're done. And and nine barks don't mind being pruned like a hedge. They're kind That's of one right. of my new favorite hedge because with the Catoniasters getting infiltrated with that scale. If anybody's looking for a new hedge, we try to steer them towards nine barks, other ones like that, because they just love being pruned and they just they perform really well that way. So. Well, mine's certainly healthy, and I agree. That my last question here is this: I went in for stock. It deals with uh, I'm looking for an echinacea, more to the point, mellow yellow, and they didn't have a. I should have picked up the number that I needed. I didn't. I just did one to see how it would work back here. And yeah. um, they didn't have any in stock. Is there any chance of getting? And I know you can't tell me that specific. Yeah, and probably because Terry is doing, he just did another top up. It just arrived on Thursday. I'm not sure what arrived, but it was a load of perennials that came in. That's right. Um, so the echinaceas are one that he definitely stocks up more in the summer because that's kind of when they come into their own. Yeah. So um, I'm not too sure. I'll, if someone's listening at the store, typically when I get questions like this, they'll text me and... Uh, and they'll send me a, a quick text and yeah, they had uh, some echinacea there, but I wanted a specific one. Okay, which didn't. one did you want? Uh, mellow yellow. A mellow yellow. Okay. Yeah. I will. Uh, I'll text someone here at the store right now and uh, and see if they can check for us. Well, I we'll appreciate that, Merle. And I'll, I'll sort of side note. I've taken a lot of your advice from whether you're talking to me on the radio personally or from information you've given the people. I've taken into account things like. Of hydrange, uh, the ones I do with hydrangeas between my deck and my house, and with uh, Carl Forster, they're stunning. And awesome. I got those down the line, and yeah, I just follow you. I follow your lead, and I seem to. All right, well, I appreciate okay. that. I'll try and steer you down the right path. Yeah, thank you very <laughs> much for your time today. All right, take care. Thank Goodbye. you so much. Bye bye. All right, and we're getting close to having to take a break here. Got a quick picture. Um, someone sent me a picture of a Manitoba maple. Um, and they're getting the brown leaves on the end. It's actually normal. The the Manitoba will get that in the heat. They get the pigment of that redness kind of brown on the end, end, end of their new growth. Um, then they'll change back. But that's it is, it's a normal thing that the Manitoba maples do in the summertime. It's sort of like a bougainvillea of Canada. You kind of get those coloring. The pigment comes out on the end of those. Just ensure that it's getting good deep watering, and then you should be you should be fine, absolutely. And she just texted me back, even at this time. Yep, this is when they get in a nice heat like this. This is kind of when you do it. Just ensure it's getting enough water, and you'll be good to go. Uh, if you'd like to join me after the break, uh, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. do have a couple callers, but we do have a couple spots open. 
Uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we're heading into the heat wave today. So uh, if you have anything to do outside, get out early, get that done, get some water on the garden. Maybe throw the sprinkler out here this morning before it heats up too much. And uh, I did that this morning, got up at 5.30, put the sprinklers back on the tree lot uh, for another hour and a bit. Just uh, put a little bit more moisture before uh, um, the heat of the day. I uh, just had a question regarding the vermilion air for the hummingbirds. I'm a little disappointed this year. I moved to a new yard. The hummingbirds haven't found me yet. I do have some vermilion air in my planters. And uh, so I'm hoping that they find me. And <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what you have to do. We all send out some sort of hummingbird signal i'm not sure what it is but i got quite a few of the vermilionaires planted and when i was down by the river in riverstone there tons of hummingbirds would be there every day so i'm hoping here i look back in my pictures and sort of see when the dates were maybe it was a little bit later in the summer but uh hopefully they find me again um enjoy seeing those things are a great addition to the garden Okay, let's go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Terry. Good morning, Terry. Hello. Hey, Terry, how can I help you? Well, I've got a question on crab apple trees. Okay. Okay, I've got a couple of crab apple trees in my yard here, and they've been like performing just out of this world. And except for this year, one just didn't even come up with a, not, a, not a thing. And the okay. other one right beside it is knocking out of the park. Okay, and is it leafed out and everything still, though? Just no blooms and just didn't produce any fruit? Yeah, it's a beautiful-looking okay. uh, tree there, and it uh, just never blossomed. It didn't do anything this year, and I'm just kind of wondering, uh, do they go dormant? or? Just yeah, like... they'll, they'll take a break once in a while. Like, they'll just, they just they just need to rejuvenate, right? Okay. So what, what I would do is, again, right now, this time of year, give it a good watering, and then just feed it a couple times, like with the 15, 30, 15, Try and build up a bit more phosphate into the soil, and that will encourage the blooming. And on the other one, are they, are they crab apples? Yeah. Because sometimes you might want to thin them out a bit too, because then the, some of the crab apples get a little bit bigger. But depending on what variety, if it's the doggle or something like that, they don't get very big anyway. So. Yeah, these are about like a medium-sized apple type of thing. Like they're really a nice okay. apple. And uh, yeah, okay. like this up until last year, just hordes of them, and this year not a god darn one. Nothing. Yeah, no, and once in a while, a tree will just take a break, and uh, that's fairly normal. So just ensure you give it a good watering. Um, fertilize it here a couple times before the end of July. Um, fertilize it with 15, 30, 15. Give it a couple good deep waterings of that. Build up the buds again, because this time of year when it starts setting buds for next year. So. Oh, cool. Well, All righty. Thank you very much, then. You bet. All right, and enjoy the one that is blooming, and or the one with the fruit on it there, so. Certainly will. You bet. Awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bye. Terry. Bye-bye. Yeah, in our soil, and it's amazing, like, when you do feed, and you will see a big difference. Because um, for a while, I was kind of advocate. Yeah, you fertilize it, it. It helps a bit here and there. But it does make a big difference when you start seeing people that regularly feed their trees, do the proper pruning. You will see a big difference if you uh, show in your garden some love. It'll uh, It'll in turn... <laughs> give you some love back for sure and i got a text from high river which is great 
They also have a garden tour, July 22nd. It's a fundraiser for the Rotary Club and the museum. And you can get tickets at the Rotary Club of High River.com event. Um, so check that out. And it's a beautiful garden. Spend the afternoon. Come join the Rotary Club Garden Tour in conjunction with the High River Garden Club, Shepherd Family Park, July the 22nd. So, yeah, check that out. That's even a little bit closer. If you miss out going down to Medicine Hat on the 16th, a few days later, we have uh, the one distant High River. So, yeah, check that out. And uh, it's good to see High River. High River has a good vibe now. It's coming back to life um, after the floods and all that. It has a cool little downtown area. So, yeah, check it out. Let's go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Alan. Good morning, Alan. Yeah, good morning. Hey, how can I help uh, you? Well, I got a couple of uh, issues, I guess you could say. Um, <clears throat> your previous caller was talking about apple trees and other fruit trees that aren't bearing fruit this year. Um, my observation is I have a neighbor. I live here in northwest Calgary. Uh, they have a cherry tree and they have an apple tree, and my neighbor on the east side has a cherry tree. None of them have any fruit on them at all this year. Uh, there were a few mm. flowers but nothing specific at all for fruit. Um, <clears throat> my, my mother lives in Red Deer, who uh, has two apple trees. One of them I have a question about. But anyways, there's no fruit on either of them this year. Uh, last year they were loaded. And uh, my brother lives in Lacombe. Uh, they have apple trees and plum tree, etc., and very little fruit on any of yeah. them. Yeah, see, and it's unusual, unless some areas got maybe a little bit of a late frost, because this year was a year of abundance of blooms, like in like in South Calgary down here, like I've, like the the flowers that we've seen on a lot of the fruit trees was a phenomenal show this year, and yeah. uh, so and again, it, it, as long as we're getting the cross pollination on that, so if we're seeing lots of bees, things like that. And like I said, down south here, we've been pretty fortunate. I've seen lots of fruit on most of the trees. So, okay. but they will take it. They will take a little break. So, depending yep. on in the northwest, you maybe just had a maybe they, there was a little bit of a late frost, but um, but they will take a bit of a break unless you're near Greensville, unless someone maybe sprayed something or did something else. I'm not too sure. Yeah, not too sure. It's just an observation on my behalf. Uh, now the questions. I have a bunch of domestic Saskatoons in my backyard, and okay. uh, <clears throat> this spring they were just absolutely loaded with with blooms and berries. Um, now the berries are starting to ripen, but it's very uneven, and a lot of them look to me like um, they're rather small. They should be quite a bit bigger. Yeah, uh, ensure that you're watering them well yeah, as well, because so when they are producing the fruit, they do need... Because I noticed that too. Like I have had a couple spots, especially where it's really hot. Um, I have definitely a lot less bloom or a lot less fruit, or the fruit is small. So. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, I have been uh, purposely watering since spring. It's okay. been dry since then. Um, anyway, I just wondered if there was something else that may be a problem um, that I'm not aware of. No, nope. that's uh, usually a, just the heat will will shrink it down. If they're not getting enough, like the plant itself kind of shuts down, slows down. Yeah, because so, even the soil around the bottom is still moist, you know. Okay. So kind of. Well, this is sure you're doing a good deep watering. Like, yeah. So sounds like you're doing everything right. Could just be. Yeah, I'm not. 
I'm not yeah, sure what else could be causing that. Not, yeah. not holding my chin right, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other question I have is my mother's apple trees are side by side, east side of the house. Uh, they do get lots of sun, though. And <clears throat> last year, as I mentioned, they had just a ton of apples. And they're not the crab. They're actual apples, and they're relatively yep. sweet. Anyway, um, this year there's none. But on one of the trees only, a small portion of the branches and leaves have looked to me like they've just died. The, the leaves have turned brown. Uh, even as we speak, they're brown. And it's only on a select few branches. I was out there uh, last weekend, and I looked, and I couldn't see any bugs or sign of bugs or anything like that. And I just wondered yeah. if it's uh, something to do with the it tree could... itself. Could be a this it could be a fungus in there as well. Um, mm. Sometimes they get a blight. They get uh, they could get a bit of fire blight on it. If they're turning, is there any black or is a is the branch curling over at all or just turning brown? Not really. The, just the leaves are turning brown. But I'll have a closer look next time I go there and see if there's any other evidence. Yeah, I would prune that out. Anyways, if the if the some of the branches going brown on some of that, especially an apple, I would I would probably just prune those out. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks, Alan. Have a good day. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. And I should probably take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Matt. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Merle. I had a question hey, about a mock, mock orange. I had a mock okay. orange Love uh, that three years ago, it was about 47 years old, and okay. you suggested to cut it right down, and I did. And okay. now three years ago, uh, or now it's three years, and it just was full of blossoms and everything. Should I yep. trim it at all right now? Um, you can You can trim it back a little bit at this time, but right now just enjoy the blooms, let it finish up. Because it's probably just bloom. Now. Oh, is it already finished? Okay, yeah. Because yeah. some I've noticed some that are in a bit shadier spots are just they're probably okay. um, one of the most underrated shrubs a bit because they um they're one of the ones that own, that still have fragrance to them. They've seen yes. to breed a lot of the fragrance out of a lot of the plants nowadays. Okay. And those the mock oranges they have such a beautiful fragrance. So oh, they shirt like perfume. Yeah, no, gorgeous. Um, yeah, so you just I, okay if they're done blooming, you can trim it back a bit right now. You just don't want to don't go too deep because this is when you they're setting bud again for next year. Because okay. you probably remember when you did prune it back, you probably didn't get blooms the first year. The second year, you would have got your blooms. Yeah, I got a very little on the second, but this year yeah. it's just full. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, in 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 the between the branches, there's there's some branches that look like they're a wild branch or something because they got nothing on them. Yeah, so just some of the, that's just a new growth. So those you can just, if they're getting a little bit wonky on you, because they do do that, like they can be a big shrub. Like they're typically supposed to be about seven to eight feet high. Mine Um, was. If if left, yeah. So if they're left to go like that. So just, you can just trim it up, but nicely just in some of those wonky ones, just go in and prune those out. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you'd say. Yeah, that's good. What about fertilizing my lawn? Can I do it now again? Absolutely. Yeah, if you yeah. if you did it in the spring, now is the perfect time. Another batch of the green it up on there. Yeah, that's um, what I use. It's a great perfect. fertilizer. Thank you, and I hope you have nice green grass. Okay, thank you for your All help. Right. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. 
Um, yeah, mock orange right now, they're they're beautiful. And they're a good shrub. They're a good background shrub. But when they do bloom, they get those big clusters of white flowers. Just look beautiful, nice and fragrant. I wish we could get some of these that would bloom a little bit longer. That's their problem here. Uh, they come and go so quick. But let's go to... I think that was Matt, correct, Renee? Okay, let's go to Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Yeah, I um, had a weeping carragana planted about two weeks, just over two weeks ago. And okay. the leaves are starting to yellow. Now, I've given it lots of water. My concern is that I've overwatered it. I've got very rocky clay soil. Okay. Um, how often have you been watering it? I watered it really, really well when it first went in, and every week I've like watered it well. But like I said, maybe okay. it's my concern again is it's maybe too much. Um, if it's if you're only going once a week, I would say you're not too much. So even like those typically, even in the heat, it's been pretty warm. What I would do is sort of once to twice, minimum once, but twice a week, put the hose on it, the slow trickle so it just soaks down right to the bottom of the pot. Um, mm -hmm. Leave it on there for an hour or two, so it just barely come out of the hose, so it just so it just can soak in nice and slow. Um, right, sounds like and it went into I've a little bit of doing... a shock. Yeah, yeah that's so you don't. But even once all, a week, it would... is it full sun? Yes, it's absolutely full sun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It needs more than probably once a week, so I'd probably I would give it another couple shots, sort of go twice a week at least. Okay, and any fertilizer I should be putting in there? Yeah, you could use fifteen, thirty, fifteen, ten, fifty, two, ten, something with a higher middle number. Okay. Um, Rage Plus would be great as well if it's suffering a little bit. If it maybe it went into a little bit of a shock, give it a good shot okay. of the Rage Plus. Okay. Just I'll water wait. it all first before you fertilize. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. Yeah, that's in this heat. It's it's hard on plants sometimes, and uh, and it's fairly unless you're just soaking it like th like three times or uh, four times a week, um, once a week you're definitely not overwatering your shrubs. Um, I would say most time transplanting in our soil, if you give it a good watering two to three times a week, especially when you first transplant some. But it's so important to get that water down deep, like that slow deep watering. And if you are planting a new tree, especially like a day like today when it's 30, um, water it three or four times before you even plant it, put it in the hole, and then fill the hole up with water, then backfill, and then water it again, just that slow trickle. And uh, John was mentioning those tree bags. Those are one of the best things to use for your newly planted trees. It just really helps with... Uh, getting the water down, hydrating those branches, hydrating the, the roots, which will make sure that the, there's enough to go up to that new growth and uh, and keep that uh, tree sustained through these hot periods. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, I might be able to squeeze one or two more in. Uh, phone line is 403-974-8255. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. 
And I'm going to go right to the phone line. I'm going to go to Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. Hi, uh, Merle. Um, I have two Saskatoon bushes. Uh, one's a uh, smoky, 42 years old, and the okay. other one is a north line that's 13 years old. These plants or bushes have been suckering, and I don't know how to sort of curtail that. Um and they do reseed and they will sucker that's sort of their natural format that's sort of how they keep producing so this root pruning is your best thing is just go down and just dig out those ones oh but there's like you know there's not four or five there's like 50 okay yeah either that or you can go through and prune them out but that's kind of their natural growth for it like when you see a cluster of them they just keep spreading okay so uh just just covering, like clipping them all back and covering them with soil and maybe some. Um, no, no, no. No, that that doesn't no, help. They come just, up. You're making, yeah, you're helping. You're saying, hey, keep giving me that good soil, and that'll just keep pushing more out. So, so just that's it, clipping, and that's that's all I can do. Yep, yep. Okay. Just keep them contained like that. But that's just a natural form. Like that's how they grow. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Dell. Good morning, Dell. Hi, Merle. Um, hey, how can I help you? Good, thanks. Um, I've got a clover taking over my backyard. How do okay. I stop that? Um, a good fertilizer. Um, and then also the product called Killex. It's a selective herbicide, so it's a, it's a broadleaf herbicide. It won't kill your grass. Right. And just go through into spot spray wherever you have the clover. And even a day like this before it gets too warm, just make sure it's mixed properly is a great day to apply that into your lawn and uh, just spot spray wherever the clover is. And uh -huh. you might have to do it twice, but for the most part, it should get looked after uh, quite easily with the Killex. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. All right. Yeah. And just make sure you get the Killex. Um, the, and it's in a green bottle, but that's a selective herbicide. And okay. uh, then you're good to go. All Thank right. Thank you. Okay, no. All right. Take care. Bye -bye. Thanks, Del. Bye-bye. All right. And I think I do have time. I'm going to go to Jim. I wasn't too sure if I was going to get to him. Good morning, Jim. Medicine morning, Hat. Jim. Hello? Hey, how can I help you? Yeah, I was just phoning from Medicine Hat. Uh, Mel's a neighbor of mine down the street. Oh, nice. And anyways, I got a bunch of these sod web flies in my grass this year. And you know you can see these little uh, moths flying out when you when you water it, and it's turning yeah. my grass kind of yellowish. Yeah. Um, and so just do you keep it a little bit longer than? Um, well, I had kept it a little. I had been cutting it a bit short, but um, my grass hasn't been growing for a few weeks now. It's so hot and dry down here, and then you get the web flies. So it's, uh, and that's what it is, it, though. So I, and they love that you're you're kind of creating that perfect environment for him. Yeah, like it's nice and dry. There's no water. So, so either you, yeah yeah you water and bring the bring your grass back to life, and and help combat that. Mow it down, or you can even mow it down that's dried out because grass will just go dormant, and it is it will pop back really quite easily. So I I did go to Home Depot and got some of this. Uh, safer three-in-one garden spray uh, multi-purpose okay. yeah i wonder just, if, if it's make work. sure if it's insecticidal soap just make sure you rinse it off after and don't do it on a real hot day like this 
Because oh, okay. it works like a magnifying glass. It'll fry your grass. Oh, okay. So um, try to wait till it gets around the low 20s. Yeah, or early in the morning. Um, yeah. Do it. If it's an insecticidal soap, then you have to rinse it off. Just make sure, just check what the active ingredient is. It's, yeah. it's, if it's pyrethrin, you're fine. But if it is the insecticidal soap, which a lot of times the safers is, it needs to uh, it, it it needs to get rinsed off. Oh, so once you spray that on there, then just um, let it sit for you leave it for three or four and hours, and then you need to rinse and, it off if it's okay, soap. And just, um, does an ordinary um, dish soap work like uh, sunlight? No, no. no. I, again, it sometimes causes more problems like i said with the sunburn too because it gets yeah. in there and if you don't rinse it all out it, it and then the sun gets and it works like a big magnifying glass okay unless you okay. want to have a big bubble party in your backyard or something yeah, yeah. exactly so anyway <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah. maybe for the garden tour Hey, yeah, you yeah, I should, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to Mal and send him over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and Mal out there in the backyard, the bubbles. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, All right. Well, Sounds fun. Tomorrow. All right. Take you, care. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Yeah so, yeah, so make sure you guys get down to Medicine Hat and uh, check out the bubble party at uh, at Mel and Jim's place there on, on whatever block they live on. Check that out. And, uh, of course, the garden tour with the Medicine Hat Hort Society. And then also on the 22nd, we have the garden tour down at the High River. So we got lots going on. And thanks for sharing those with us. Um, we'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary. <laughs>